welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, I want to welcome you again to River Valley Church, anybody that's new in this room here at Apple Valley, and also anybody that's new watching online. One more time, church, can we welcome all of the visitors? Church is a place that the bar of entry should feel comfortable. The gospel message is uncomfortable compared to our sin and our way of living, but coming to church They should feel like the people that are a part of the church say, welcome, we've been waiting for you. You belong here. God's got great things in store for you. And so to the visitors, we say welcome. We love you. We're glad that you're joining with us here and watching online. In just a moment, we're going to the book of Philippians chapter three. We're in the last weekend of the year. And can I tell you, the year is not over. What we're about to read is this scripture that Paul writes about running a race and talking about endurance. A lot of times we'll read this scripture through the lens of starting something. Like we're going to have to train. We're going to need endurance. This race is going to be arduous. Like there's a lot ahead of us. But I want us to read it right now through the lens of finishing something. We are right at the end of a year, and the year is not over, and I believe that God wants to do something in your life this year, 2023, as you listen to this, that God still has more for you this year. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 21. I don't know if people believe it, by the way, but judging by the response, but we'll get there. <laughs> Verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we've attained. Verse 17, brothers, join me in imitating me. Keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I've, told, or I've often told you and now tell you, even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. Their glory in their, they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. The title of this message is Last Minute Victories. Let's pray one more time. Lord, we thank you that your presence is here and we love your word because we love you. 
And I really believe that you have something specific for each person to do in them or to do through them with the time that they have remaining this year. This year. This year. Lord, would you speak to each person something that you may do in them or through them this year. I pray for countless testimonies of last-minute victories. Lord, let it happen. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, amen. I, uh, I actually didn't realize, you know, the song, I, I did not realize this was related to the minutes in, in the year. I, I didn't know that until I was preparing. But, but we know the song, right? 525,600 minutes. That's the only lyrics I know the whole song, so sorry. I did not realize that that's the number of minutes in a year. A half a million minutes in a year. And it's easy to start a brand new year with 525, it's like, please, somebody's like, stop this guy. It's easy to start, and you got a lot of minutes, a lot of time, a lot of things to plan. Let's get strategic. Let's get a little meeting on the calendar. Let's talk about it. Let's get things going. But can I tell you, as you listen to this right now, this weekend, you have hundreds of minutes left of this year. It may not be a half a million, but you got hundreds of minutes left this year. What could God do with the remaining time this year? I'm sharing this message not just because it's in my heart, it is, but because Pastor Rob said, share this with the church. Share with the church that God is not done with you. We already start goal setting. We're like, we're, hey, let's, let's start thinking 2024. Get the calendar out, get the goal set. Let's start getting the thing. Like this year's over. It's not over. And God could do something in you. God could do something through you yet this year. And that's what we're talking about. Pastor Rob, had, he, he sent us the example, and I, I just love it. We had a central Christmas party. We all went bowling, and it was, it was awesome. But it's why he get, sent this example. It's like he just had this experience, and now he's just like, you guys know, like, you could have had, you know, a bad first eight or nine frames, but you can still get a turkey three strikes in a row in the 10th frame. I don't know what your years look like. I don't know what challenges you've gone through. I don't know what you've faced. I don't know what you've experienced. I don't know what mental battles. I don't know the relationships that you have. I don't know what's happening in your life financially. I don't, I don't know all of that detail, but what I do know is with the hundreds of minutes that remain this year, God can give you strike after strike after strike that he can do a miracle. And this is not just self-help motivation. This is from the word of God. Let's strive forward towards the finish line and finish this year strong. In 1945, there were three young evangelists. In that day, if you were an evangelical and you were in the church, you would have known these guys' names because they were ripping it up on the circuit. They don't call it the circuit, I don't know. But these young preachers in 1945, their names were Braun Clifford, Chuck Templeton, and Billy Graham. They were extraordinary. 
how they started their ministry was extraordinary. And of the three, you would have put Billy Graham as the last place of the three. Like the other two, Clifford and Braun, these guys, these guys, like if you were, you know, we're not, we're not gambling, but if you're, you know, if you're, if, if you were to guess, like, like what's God going to do through these three guys and who's going to reach the most people for the kingdom? And side note, it's not a competition. Just do what you're called to do. But if you were to guess, you would have not chosen Billy Graham. But can I tell you, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Ron Clifford, by the age of 25, had touched more lives, influenced more leaders, set more attendance records than any other clergyman his age in American history. Clifford, by 1954, lost his family, his ministry, his health, and then his life. Alcohol and financial irresponsibility left his wife and two Down syndrome children alone. He died at 35 of cirrhosis of the liver in a rundown motel. Five years later, after 1945-1950, Templeton left the ministry to pursue a radio and television career. He decided he no longer believed in the validity of Jesus Christ. And then there was Billy Graham. And if you've been a part of our church for a decade, we had a pastor, his name's Dino Rizzo. He came and shared with our church. I believe he shared this story, but he had an opportunity when Billy Graham was in his 90s to, to make a visit to Billy Graham's home and to be able to greet him and say hi. And, you know, you go to that type of setting and you're like, man, I, you know, I, I hope Billy Graham would pray for me and, and as I'm in ministry and that, you know, I could, if I, if I could just reach a, a fraction of the people Billy Graham reached, I, I would do something great for the kingdom. And, and he shares this story saying, I asked Billy Graham to pray for me. And, and what Billy Graham asked was, no, would you pray for me? And so Dino Rizzo is now like, he, Billy Graham's asking me to pray for him. What like what, what am I, I going to pray for? The guy has reached more people for Jesus. Like, like this is, I, I, don't, I don't know what to pray for. So he asks Billy Graham, how can I pray for you? And Billy Graham said, would you pray for me? This is in his 90s. Would you pray for me that I finish strong? Oh, dude. If he's not finishing strong, I mean, what chance is there for any of us? But there's something so wise to what he asked for. There's something so wise to, to staying in the game, even to your very final breath. To get a last minute victory, it requires finishing strong. Paul said, it's not that I've obtained it. I, I have not finished and so what am I going to do? I press on to make it my own. I need to finish strong. I need to focus because Jesus Christ, why, why do we do this? Why do we need to finish strong? Why should we finish this year strong? 
because Jesus Christ has made me his own. So I want what the will of the Lord is. I want what the will of the Lord is for my life and for the next few moments as we wrap up a year. Paul's talking about making it into eternity. So I understand that, but we can apply the principle to, to time and space that God wants us to start well and he for sure wants us to finish well. There are things that God spoke to you at the beginning of the year, in the middle of the year, throughout the year, saying, I, I want you to do this this year. I want you to go there. I want you to say this. I want you to X, Y, Z this year, and we're gonna talk about some of the specifics and how you can apply this word. Just over, the, I, I think it's just awesome that we are going to activate the church in the next few minutes before we end out this year that we've got something to do before the year is out. Because Jesus has made us his own. Many start strong, few finish strong. Ralph uh, Marston says this, start strong, stay strong, and finish strong by remembering why you're doing it in the first place. Paul knew how he was running and he knew he was gonna finish strong because he knew why he was running because he was Jesus's. Gary Blair wrote a book called Everything Counts and he gave a couple quick points in how to finish strong. Finishing strong, uh, it develops, what it does in you is it develops mental toughness. And to finish strong spiritually and in this life, it, it requires a different perspective. It, it requires a different mindset. It, it requires an uh, eternal thinking, not just temporal and now and what, you know, it's not a flesh issue. It's an eternal issue. It's not a flesh issue. It's a, it's a spiritual issue. And so to finish strong, we have to have minds that are different than the world's minds. Romans 12, two, do not be conformed to this world. Don't have the mind of this world. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. The race is the test, and as I'm being tested and my mind has been renewed by the power of God, I understand what is the will of God that's gonna help me finish strong. He then says finishing strong inspires heroic acts. As you finish strong, who's watching you finish strong? There are eyes on your life, moms, dads, grandparents, friends, neighbors, co-workers. There are eyes on your life. And as you finish strong in the spirit, doing exactly what God asks you to do, those eyes are inspired by the life that you're living. Finishing strong reveals character. Romans 5, three through five. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings we rejoice in this race, this test. There's suffering involved in running a marathon, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance character. Character produces hope. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And the last thing he wrote, just a bullet point in his book, is finishing strong fills you with pride. And I'll just transition that to say, 
finishing strong gives glory to God. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's great to have a sense of accomplishment, but I'm giving the glory to God. I'm giving the credit to God. It's not mine to keep. I'm doing this for him. And there's greater joy giving away the glory to God who deserves it anyways than for me to keep it. Finishing strong requires, requires focus, a different mindset. You might be here listening, it's like it's too late, it's too late. Family already went back and they visit for Christmas, it's over, it's over. Gotta wait for next Christmas, gotta, you know, it's, it's too late, you know. Had, had the doctor visit, it's too late. They told me this, it's a, it, this is what it is. It's too late, it's, o- it's over. And uh, it's not over till it's over. Last minute victory tells us that it's not over until it's over. It is not too late. I love that, that Paul, when he wrote in, in Philippians 3, he says, I forget what lies behind me. Sometimes we, we think it's too late because you're just, pro- you're just thinking about everything that just happened. It's just, look what just happened, now it's over. Paul's like, forget that. Focus on what lies ahead. It is not over until it's over. Dave Waddle is this guy that maybe you've never heard of. I hadn't until I am researching and developing this message. Dave Waddle in 1972 is running the 800 meter. They call it the dash. I don't know. 800. It's not, I don't know. 800 meter. He's got to run the. He's got to run two laps as fast as he can. And he's in the Olympics and he's going for gold. And he gets out of those blocks and the first lap he is in deep last, like eight or ten meters away from the second to last runner. No chance. If he's focused on what is behind him. How the race has gone so far, he's, he does have no chance. But he focuses on what lies ahead. It's gonna take world record paces from, from the finish of lap one to the finish of lap two for him to even get on the podium. And in 1972, he won the gold medal. And we've got a picture of this guy. Look at this guy. He's in the baseball hat and it's forward. Like you want, like, I, like aerodynamics. Like why are you wearing a baseball hat? But even in the baseball hat, even in what should be, it's like, like you don't run in the Olympics with a sail. You don't run like, what is this guy doing? Yet he's got the strength focusing on what lies ahead and he makes a supernatural comeback. You can watch the video later. (laughs) Dave Waddle, it's not over till it's over. I I also saw this video and I I don't have this in my notes, but I I was impacted and reminded in just while we were worshiping uh, together. I saw this video of, it, it must have been like little boy cross country. Like it was a cross country race. And there was a kid that was struggling and he was falling behind. And the video shows his mom on the side starting to scream. I forget the guy's name, but let's call him Johnny. And she's like, Johnny, you got this. 
You got this. You can do it. You can do it. And, and the video shows that out of nowhere, little Johnny gets some new strength. He gets some new energy and he starts taking one kid at a time and he's passing kid after kid. And the mom, is, she's, she's realizing this, so she's becoming more animated and even louder, believing in her child. And can I tell you, we got a heavenly father that's saying, let's do this. Let's finish strong. Let's not give up. Let's not focus on what's behind us. Let's focus on what's ahead. And it's not just our heavenly father. We got a great cloud of witnesses. I've got saved grandparents that are like, Kirk, you can do this. You can do this. Finish strong. And who's in your life? And who Who's your witness saying, hey, you can finish strong. Man, I'm amped up. <laughs> C.S. Lewis says this, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. So let's think about it. Let's break down life for a second and get practical and activate. How are your relationships? Well, we'll figure it out next year. Why? Who do you need to call? Who do you need to text? Ephesians 4, 26 and 27. Be angry and do not sin. And do not let the sun go down on your anger. Give no opportunity to the devil. Who are you mad at? And you gotta let something go. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Time to get your relationship. Well, well, well they... they, they, they I, I really believe that God will give you the power to forgive somebody before the year is up. And you will experience freedom and healing like you have been longing for. And you've been holding this grudge or this resentment or this bitterness and, 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 and then also praying, God, would you set me free? Would you bless me? Would you heal me? Would you? And I'm, but I'm holding on to this, and you can end the year letting it go and forgiving. Some of us need to ask for forgiveness. Well, I'm not asking for it. They, 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 I'm, and you're like, I'm locked up in this thing it's called pride, by the way. <laughs> Humility always has to win. It's better if it wins earlier. The Holy Spirit's not letting it go. Oh, I will just let that slide. You can hold it to the rest of your life. It's not how God works. He's like, this is the thing. You, like, you need to ask for forgiveness. You need to forgive and watch healing and freedom enter your life. Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as Christ forgave you. There's a new person to the Apple Valley campus. Her name's Myra, and she was just baptized a couple weeks ago, and she walked into church because it was the closest church to her. She looked it up on, online, and she walked in and um, on a Wednesday, she walked into the office, met Pastor Kathy, who is a hero. <laughs> Sits down with Myra and sharing the story. And Myra 
explains that she had just watched a video on social media, somebody that was evangelizing, and she prayed a prayer of salvation after watching a video on social media, and the, that video encouraged her to find a church. She found our church. So, she, so now she's not even been to a weekend yet, but, but she comes on Saturday early, and she was at our, our serve teams, we call it a team rally, and Pastor Davey introduced me to her, and, and, and I said, hey, great to meet you. I heard a little bit of your story. How are, you, how are you doing? She said, I'm doing amazing. I gave my life to the Lord on Wednesday, and I felt prompted to call my parents and to ask for forgiveness. And we cried on the phone together, me and my parents. And we had issues and we're crying, and I feel set free. I feel made new. I feel totally. And she, that weekend, signed up to get water baptized. It's part of our church. Can we give God praise for life change like that? But as he's done it in Myra, he can do it in you. All right, what else do you need to do this year? Adventure. Sign up, book it, do it, vacation, global team, experience, adventure with your family, adventure with your church. 500, I believe some people are called to 500 just because they get a revelation of you only live once. So I'm finishing strong. I'm gonna do everything that I can do to reach lost people. It's amazing. What else can you do? Confession, confession of sin. Also to find freedom and healing. What you can't talk about owns you. That's a quote from, from President Scott Hagen. When I read that, I was deeply impacted. Like, wow, what are some things that I'm uncomfortable talking about because, because maybe it's guilt or shame or embarrassment or I don't know the consequence that's gonna happen as a result, but, but what you can't talk about has a grip on your life. And confession has this way, it's a principle that God set in place, designed that confession can free you and heal you. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Stop hiding, stop doing it alone, stop being afraid of what will happen. Complete honesty allows for complete freedom and complete healing. Last area that I'm gonna talk about and we'll get ready to close is generosity. We're part of a generous church and when we talk about generosity, it's time, talent, treasure. It's the things that God has given you. We're blessed to be a blessing and the year's not over. We believe in the tithe. We believe in kingdom builders. We also just believe in generosity of our words, generosity of our gifts. Gener God's been asking you to serve. God's been asking you to do something for your neighbor. God's been speaking to you. I've just, I just, my wife was blessed by our sister-in-law and she called me and said, said, hey, I feel, I, I just feel this prompting to get Kaylee a gift. And without going into a long detail story, I, I was like, that, that is a God thing because of, of a, a detailed story that I'm not gonna share now. But that is, God spoke that to you and, and it blessed Kaylee immensely. Well, well who, who needs that blessing from you that God's been knocking on the door of your heart? Would you step out and do what he's asked you to do before the year's over?
You've been thinking about it for six months. All I have is God's. It's not mine. It's, it's, it's God's. And it's in my hands to steward. And so God, what do you want to do? And also in tithing. And also in kingdom builders. And also in missions giving. What does God ask you to do? And man, I don't want to, I don't want to say like, I, I want next year to be a real strong year. And so I'm going to, I'm not going to finish this year strong. No, that's not, Pastor Rob teaches generosity is a muscle. I don't take a month off from the gym because because next month I want to be stronger. No, we finish strong and we get stronger. It's not over till it's over. There's a reward for last minute victories. Not with bad motive, but with good motive, Second Chronicles 15, 7. But you take courage. Don't let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Paul said, I press on for the prize. The prize, there's a reward of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Your labor is not in vain, 1 Corinthians 5, 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Just trying to figure the right way to land this plane in the next 60 seconds. We're going to do it, uh, we're going to do it uh, with kind of a sobering thought. Why? Why should we finish strong? Yes, because there, there's a reward and praise God for that. And, and we're called. And, but but what, what can also help us with a last minute victory as we close out this year is also this realization that this might be our last opportunity for a last minute victory. Just think. Life is here today, and it's gone tomorrow. Quick scripture. Can we just bow our heads and close our eyes? Just listen to God's words. Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days. That way we may get a heart of wisdom. Number our days. Proverbs 27, 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day may bring. James 4, 14. Yet you don't know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. For he says, in a favorable time I listened to you. And in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is a favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the time to finish strong. Our life is but a vapor. And we're going to do everything that the Lord would ask us to do, not just to finish this year, but in our relationships, in our finances, in our confession, in our adventure with the Lord. So, Lord, I thank you that you are speaking to the hearts of our church. 
And I just pray that right now you would drop in people's hearts and minds something that you would like to do in them, something that you would like to do through them with the hundreds of minutes they have left this year. Give all of us the courage to do what you're asking us to do so we can receive what you have for us to receive. I believe in the principle that you cannot outgive God. And so, Lord, I thank you that your hand of blessing is on this church and on these families and on these individuals. Lord, I pray that as they enter a brand new year and as they finish strong, God, what you have in store is beyond their wildest imagination. I pray that following you with this mindset, with this attitude, with this eternal perspective would cause us to lead the most thrilling and adventurous life that we could have ever dreamt of. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.